Welcome to the Authentic Professionals Podcast. This is the podcast where we explore what it looks like to show up and lead and live authentically. This podcast support our fortnightly event where networking is the result of human connection. Hello, team. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Or good day to you, depending on what day and time it is that you're listening to this podcast with the Authentic Professionals team. Welcome to fourth podcast, maybe? Episode four. Episode four. Episode four. We are. Today we are taking on an absolute juggernaut of a topic. Uh, a juggernaut. That's a huge one, isn't it? Oh, Let's it make is. it That's really significant. Oh, oh, super significant. Very, yes. very significant, significant. topic. It's uh, fact versus opinion. Bom, 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 bom. We could make this really simple. What I say is fact. What everything you say is opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for joining us. That's it. But it's, it's interesting you say that because it's a lot of people. That's that's how we live our lives sometimes. A lot of people. I would say the whole eight billion of us. You think so? I think so. Even you, Nathan. Maybe I have an opinion that I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Everyone else does it. Yeah. Just not me. No. That's right. No, I don't have opinions. No, you don't have opinions. Facts. You just got facts. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me. So, Nathan, you started this conversation off, and I thought it was brilliant. Why don't you start with what you were saying before? Because it was it was actually gold. Oh yeah, okay. I, I brought it up at the, after the last one, didn't I? Last last podcast, no, second last one. Anyway, yeah. What was there for me is that when I started to the amount of freedom and power that comes from distinguishing fact versus opinion, and playing with well, what is what's an opinion? The you get when I started to do it, and I had conversations with my children about this. When, you, when they start to do it, there's just so much freedom there that they can actually let go that it's not – they're not – someone else differs, has a different view, way of view of the world. It's not an argument. It's not two facts, mm. you know, coming together. It's just two things that people have made up that are coming together and they're not really real. Like they're just, they're just something we made up. Um, it's a bit confronting when you first start the process. I was super confronted. Well, if I, if I was listening to this, right, and you hear this – it's not two opinions coming together. It's just all made up. Yeah. Why well, don't you expand on that so people know what you mean by <laughs> So basically what Nathan's telling you is mostly actually 100%, if not, no, no, 99% of everything you think is made up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Do you want to expand on that? <laughs> Do I want to expand on that? Okay. Well, that He's was in the hot seat tonight. Yeah, thanks. Yes, he I, is. I, that's, this is great. <laughs> well... I guess the, the the opinion that I've got, I'm in the hot seat. You know, like the seat's not hot. You know, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, is it? No, I'm getting a little bit of a sweat up. But it is it the is. sweaty seat, maybe. <laughs> but it, it it once you start to play with it, like you know, oh, this this particular hot dogs are better than sausage rolls. You know, particular bands better than so and so. You know, the Labor Party is better than the Liberal Party, or the Liberal Party is better than the La- you know all this stuff. Jess is better than Nathan. Je- oh, you know. No, that's fact. Are you? <laughs> I'm so glad. We should write the facts down. That's right. We should write them down on the board. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But then that starts to actually become, it's not a competition, it's a game. It actually changes the way the conversation, it changes the game from a competition of two views of the world to a game of, well, why? Why is that your opinion? It becomes really interesting. You actually get to connect with other people. 
Yeah. You get to get into their world about, well, why is, I mean, you know, let's just pick something really contentious, the Liberal or the Labor Party. You know, why is it your view? And they might discover something from themselves. And then all of a sudden it's this really interesting journey on, you know, about all sorts of things, all, all sorts of views, all sorts of personal experiences. Um, and there's not this, I don't know, pressure to be right. You hit something huge there about the, the game part rather mm-hmm. than a competition. Mm-hmm. When we talk about freedom, mm-hmm. well, when you start to realise that it's a game and you have that freedom, then rather than having an opinion in the stands, you get on the court with the facts. Yeah. Would you mm-hmm. say? Yeah. Which just creates the freedom because it's like, I th- yeah. I think, I think, I don't think everyone has a really great view of the word game. Mm. I, I would say that for some people I'm watching, a player. Yeah, I think for some people watching, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a game. People people actually think of manipulation. Mm, maybe, yeah. And I know that it's something that I did. Like when, when someone gave or kind of created this term for me or gave me this term about life is a game um, and then, you're, you know, someone, you know, being around some coaches that talk about playing games. Well, we're not, we're not talking about um, – manipulating people to get what you want or, you know, playing this whole relationship game where, well, she didn't do it so I'm not going to do it. And, like, that's when people think of games. Uh, yeah, they okay. think yeah. of, like, a Mexican standoff, mm-hmm. a kind of um, tit for tat, a kind of, like, I don't know. That's the, I, I've, I think that that's probably out there when people hear games. I think what you're talking about in terms of a game is you're like, I'm Nathan and Brooke We've created this game called getting zero to three million in a year. Mm. This is a game we're playing. If you guys want to play it, come along. If you don't, that's fine. And you can kind of relate to everything in life that way. Mm. I'm playing this game called I I vote for the Liberal Party. Mm. Hmm, That's interesting. Why do you play that game? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) You know, where you can see it from a perspective of curiosity rather than uh, a fight. Yeah, it's like like an epic game of Twister while you're doing, going on an adventure, you know, like those kids' movies where you watched them and you're, just, you're sitting in there and just in awe of what those kids were up to, you know. What was that epic kids' movie? There's heaps of them, but, you know, where the kids are off fighting, finding pirates and all that sort of stuff. It's just like that. It's so much more fun. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Maybe Peter Pan. That's a good example. Yeah, it's a great example. It's a game. It's an adventure. Yeah. Well, but if we come back to the distinguishing the difference between fact mm-hmm. and opinion. Mm-hmm. Because it's great to see things like, oh, people's opinions, it's like a game, it's fun, it's like an adventure. That's not actually how people live. No, no, no. They live like it's a fight. Like, it's a f- like it really is real. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like this is a real fight. Mm-hmm. Um, his opinion, li- li- the Liberal's wrong, Labor's right, Labor's wrong, Liberal's mm-hmm. right, everyone's wrong who disagrees with me. Mm-hmm. People live like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Including me mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. Yeah. I was there last week. But that's the game of distinguishing I was there with it. Nathan a week ago. <laughs> He but really, I was the biggest loser on the planet last week. Really? In my, in my world. Oh, really? <laughs> opinion or a fact? Yeah. Was that oh. an opinion or a fact? It was an opinion. Yeah. Because like, then if it's a game, then like, I don't, well, going back to the game part, I don't, it, it's a game that no one wins or loses. That's when it becomes a game. Would you say, though, you lived like it was a fact? Yeah. In I those moments? Yeah. yeah. I definitely lived like it was a fact. It was yeah. very real. Oh, yeah. It was very real. That's the beauty of the imagination. We're just sometimes not sure exactly when we're imagining it and when it actually is real. Well, let's have a look. If we actually have a look, because I've talked to my daughter about this too, right? 
I talk to my daughter about the difference between fact and opinion. I talk to a lot of people about this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out my view. This is my view according to the world of what's a fact and an opinion. And I, I tend, I think we agree on this too, Nathan, which is quite oh, surprising. Oh, wow. Epic. I think we agree. Well, we'll find out. I'm about to tell you. Anything that I can touch is real. That's a fact. Mm. Yep. But I have a name for it that maybe others don't. So the fact is this is Brooke and this is Brooke's body. That's Nathan. That's Nathan's body. This is a microphone. Anything I think about this microphone is an opinion. So anything I think about Brooke is an opinion. The only real fact is that Brooke lives in this skin bag and he looks like that. <laughs> that's right. What a dude. <laughs> what a dude. What a specimen. And he has, like, he, he makes words. Opinion. He makes words come out of his mouth. He says stuff. That's really all the facts are. Everything I think about what he says, everything I think about what he does is all my opinion. Everything else, there's no fact to it. It's mm. all opinion. Mm. What I just described is the only real fact about Brooke. Yeah. And I think that we talked about this a little bit. Other, some people might not have, agree with that. I just like it. I think it makes things. I like to agree that Brooke actually is there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, pretty sure. Now we agree that he is there. Yeah. Another fact might be, and this is this is something that delves into it a bit, is the fact of someone's experience. Mm. So Brooke had a real experience mm. called "I felt like a loser." Mm. That was a real. That was a fact. He mm. had that experience, but only he knows that because. He experienced it. So if Brooke said to me, I'm a loser, and I'm like, no, you're not, that's not true, and I kind of resist that experience he has, that's just my opinion on his experience. Yeah. 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 So that's that's how I distinguish it. But what's the point? Okay. Where I go now is, okay, it's great that we're now we're free, we're playing a game. It's not lots of things that we thought were real, maybe they aren't, and, you know, it's a great game to distinguish those things. But then... Once you get to that point, what's the next step? Like what there was there for me, that extrapolation, that next level was why would I stop? Like there's this, if you can think about, for instance, Labor versus Liberal. Well, I, you know, if I was a, a Labor supporter, I'd really want to get the Labor Party in. Like what's, why, what, where do you do, what do you do then? I mean what came up for me around that was that I don't think I've ever had the experience where I've walked up to someone and made them wrong and they've gone, oh, my goodness, Nathan, you are just so right and I cannot believe I've lived my life like this, my entire life, and I'm just going to change it and do exactly what you tell me to do. <laughs> like it's just never happened and yet we walk around doing that a lot and that Trying was the hard. thing yeah, that yeah, yeah. actually tied the loop together of why would I start to play this game inside of me having results in my life, which is actually making a difference out there and, and being able to communicate with people and be up to stuff in my life. Yeah. So it gave you freedom. So you got freedom from thinking, do you know what? No one's ever going to come to me and say, gee, Nathan, you really know everything about life. I should just do what you say and then life would be better. Yeah, well, no, it's the, it's the experience of being made wrong. Like I don't, I don't know anyone who loves being made wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, then, and then changes behaviour based on being made wrong. Yeah, and when you say made wrong, what you mean is when people argue with you and you can sort of tell that what they're saying is you're wrong, I'm right. Yeah, that yeah, like that your opinion's wrong, my opinion's right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it becomes this polarity where we're butting heads for no benefit at all. Yeah. Ah. Okay. So 
because this is about actually distinguishing the difference between a fact and Mm. an opinion. And one of the things I've put in there as well is, and I know this is a real experience of people, Mm. this is an opinion, but I reckon it's true, this real experience that people are confused and someone's just put something there, healthy living or the um, perception of what is healthy is really difficult to own because of the facts and education say one thing, you know, um, where a person becomes, it becomes a debate personal so easily. I mean, we even, you know, at, um, I'm pointing at Bindi. She runs Ethical Change Agency. Um, Bindi. Boom, boom. Jump on yeah. it. My head's so in the way. I, I went to this event with Bindi and there were a few health professionals in the room and they all had different opinions and then they started like debating each other. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. And, you know, I do isogenics. And not every health professional likes isogenics, but I actually feel the best on it. And then I was a vegan once, but not everyone agrees with being a vegan. It's true. There's so many opinions out there. How do you make your way through the noise? Mm. And how did you distinguish it? Now, you've obviously discovered something about this, which is why you have power, but how did you get to that? How did I get to? Distinguishing the difference between a fact and an opinion. How do people do that? I just played the game. I'd never practiced it. I, you know, you grow up, you experience life, you know, your, your parents have uh, some opinions about stuff and you're like, well, I better take those on because, you know, and then, you know, you told some facts in school and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And then I just never practiced it. And I, so I just started to practice this, well, what's an opinion and what's a fact, you know? Mm. And I don't know, it just, I stopped having to remember a lot of things. Like it created so much space. It's almost like, like, uh, you know, people who have with full calendars, it's like going into your calendar and just wiping out the whole next year, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness, like how much spare time have I got? Mm-hmm. I, I noticed how much spare time I had because I didn't need to be – it's not that I didn't listen to someone's opinion, but it, I listened to their, their opinion because I wasn't waiting to actually express mine. So you started off by asking the question, what is an opinion and what is fact? Yep. And that's where things started to get a lot freer for you because rather than you being in the conversation trying to prove your point, Mm -hmm. you started then going, is what this person's saying to me a fact or an opinion? Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah. So you started an inquiry. You could could put it. Okay. Yeah, actually, I can tell you what one of the first questions I've asked, I used to get annoyed in traffic and I remember starting to practice this and I was annoyed at at the way someone drove. And I, I got angry with it. And then I was like, I wonder if that was an opinion or a fact. Like, well, I can't see it. It's not there. My goodness, it's an opinion. And I've held on to this thing like it's real for so long. What was the opinion? That, that people can make me angry in traffic. Like they drove, oh, drive they... in a particular way and I'm angry because of the way they drove. Or they're going slow or they, you know, whatever it is. I was probably late. Yeah. Which is a fact. <laughs> is it? Well, or is it the, the clock said I was late. I don't know. Lots of people go. Everything happens in perfect timing. Well, Nathan. maybe, but my, my my opinion is that that's fact. <laughs> Your opinion is. Well, it comes back to agreements, isn't it? Yeah, and and uh, you know, Bindi put up there values and beliefs. Yep. Mm. This is a really interesting one. I actually shared this one with a mate the other day. Mm. Um, uh, people might relate to this one, but um, the dad that used to always, and this could just be an experience that I've had. But the dad that used to always bang on that when you buy a car, it has to be a manual. Like, what? it has to be a manual. And I actually find it really hilarious because of the technology now with automatic cars and everything. But yeah. I'm sure we've all – did you guys have a dad that was like, oh, make sure it's manual. 
make sure it's a manual car. You didn't oh, have yeah, one? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The automatics are the sissies. Yeah, yeah, automatics, mate. You can't tow a trailer without a manual, <laughs> you know? like this, this is actually making me think like what you're saying about, you know, you getting told a manual car and you getting told, like you saying that you started to inquire why I'm even getting mad, like this mm. is getting mad. It's almost like we hear things so much it becomes programmed to when this happens respond this way. Oh, this, yeah. this is the right opinion to have in this case. So I grew up in a home where my dad said it's got to be a manual car and then I found myself in a manual car. I don't really know why. It's just that everyone kept saying I should do it. The crazy thing is is that that person's son or daughter is going to end up in a manual car as well. And technology Your son or now, daughter? Well, no, well, I'm fortunate that I can have a laugh about it and yeah. they can choose whatever car they want. But it's just that that's how funny it is, right? Like when then I love that example only because of how far technology's come with like automatics and everything now that 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 may have been a fact at some point that manuals were better. You know, better for whatever reason. I'm not a car person at some point. Because you're then, in control. That fact gets passed down to generation to generation to generation. It, it creates does. a belief system. Yeah. Uh, that gets installed and then that's how we end up with generational facts. Ooh. Which is essentially so. It's opinions. It's opinions which is essentially conditioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every, like you, were conditioned to if a person drives like this, respond this way. At some point in my life I've seen it and probably seen it a few times and gone, well, maybe that's what happens. People, mm. who, people annoy people in traffic, you know, but the person who's driving slow in front, they were not doing it to me. They've got their own thing going on yeah. while they're doing whatever they're doing. They don't even, they're not even aware that I exist. I'm just behind them getting all annoyed thinking that what they're doing is actually some kind of personal affront to me. Mm. And it's not that's at some point that was a fact and then at, and then it switched to, oh, wow, I just got this opinion. Yeah. Called, I should get annoyed at these people for doing this stuff. And I found 50,000 other ones of those and that was like wiping out my calendar. Right. So 50 ways in which you saw the world through... This opinion you had where you thought was fact and then when you looked, you realised it was all just... It wasn't 50. It was like 50,000. <laughs> 50,000. <laughs> I was just, it was just, I just went on and on and on. It was an awesome game. I'd be in the car, I'd be playing the game because it's boring sitting in the car, the traffic. Yeah. Couldn't get annoyed with anyone anymore, could I? I had to do something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, you, if you start to like layer it back, everything's an opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Everything's an opinion. Okay, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not the best. The best part about it is, is that once you distinguish that, then you get to have discussions with people about why they've got the opinion they've got. Yes. And that oh. gets juicy. And then you that get, becomes the game. That's that's the, the, oh, that's, that's what the, you mean by the that's game. Human One, that's the game. Right. Yes. So you start with this game and then you find the next game and the next yeah. game literally comes. I don't even know when I have opinions. Like I was in the car, we were talking about what we were talking about in the car and then he went, have you finished with your story? And I'm like, this is not a story. This is real. <laughs> I was like, how, how dare you call this a story? It's very real for me. <laughs> so you should qualify stories and opinions. But we, it, it's we, true. We use them it's interchangeably. Like, well, because of my values mm-hmm. and my beliefs, mm-hmm. I've grown up being however I've grown up. I actually think everything I'm living in is real. Mm-hmm. And I talk about it and it comes out and I don't even realise it's not like everyone's reality. It's mm. mine. So it must yep. be it must be the only reality. And then... When I talk to you guys, because you guys are so generous, you listen <laughs> the whole time. He's like, okay, let me know when you're done with your story. <laughs> I'm like, this is true. But to me it was fact. It was yeah. really fact for me. So 
Um, you I, even called it. Uh, you'd done your data analysis <laughs> on the situation. That was your words. Yeah. <laughs> Which is assessing the facts. <laughs> and you know what? No data has ever been manipulated to, pro- like to produce something that it shouldn't have. Definitely not. No. The data that I've put in my head, I haven't put in reality anywhere. It's all in my head. Yep. And then out came this profound announcement of all of it. Profound. <laughs> profound. That was all fact. Oh, I didn't. But I did. I, I guess what I'm saying is, it, it, and I think you put this up here anyway, is that people live in the world they live in and it is their fact. Yeah. This is fact to them. And if, if we actually stop arguing and stop needing to be right and stop having to prove people wrong, we might actually start to understand and connect. Is that what you, you were saying? Yeah. Well, and it comes down, well, something that's just come through for me is like, create, like it comes down to creating a world of choices rather than fact or opinion, you know. Like so rather than hmm. tell someone... You were told that, you know, to have a nine-to-five job and to buy a house, you know, you shouldn't do that. You know, there's more to life than that these days. Well, who's that's fact and opinion again. Yeah. It's like it's creating that space of, well, hey, these days you have a choice to maybe look outside the box and create more for yourself. Well, like not more for yourself but you have other options, you know. Can I tell you a little story? (laughs) No, this is a fact. This actually happened. <laughs> so my daughter is almost six. She's six tomorrow, actually. And she um, she said to me the other day, we were talking about something, and she goes, she actually had this conversation. What's what is what is um? Are you lying about that, mum, or is someone else lying about that? And I'm like, how do I tell my daughter about lying? It's such an interesting conversation. And I'm like, she said, do you lie sometimes? I was like, I do. I suppose I do. So let me tell you about that. Um, and we started talking about it and she said, uh, have you ever been mean to anyone? And I'm like, yeah, I think I have. Not intentionally. Um, actually, maybe I have intentionally. And I started having this conversation with her and then she said, okay, so who were you mean to? Have you ever been mean to my ex, um, her, you know, her other mum? And I said, I have. I was mean to her and I told her about an incident that had happened where I was mean to her and then I was really sad that it happened, you know, talking to her in her language. And then she said to me, hmm, mama told me about that too, so that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And and she said, so if you said it happened and she said it happened, then it's definitely true. And I went, okay, now this is a whole other conversation (laughs) I need to have with you. That doesn't make things true because two people agree. That is, in this case, we both seem to agree on it, but your what's true for you is something only you can decide, mm. you know. But I found it hard. Like if if I have this six-year-old that's sort of, you know, grappling with what is true and what's not and basing it on her two parents agreeing, you know, that's never going to happen. And, you know, what do you say? What do you, what, But then I look at us and go, as adults, we're still doing the same thing. We're trying to work out what's right, what's wrong, what's true, what's not. That's why the scientific method was invented. But even you can go and find the videos on it on the YouTube Kyrgyzstan or whatever. I don't even know how to say the silly name. There's this epic channel that just explains like the most complicated things to kids. My kids love it. They're eight and ten. They just find it epic. What I want to talk about just before I don't want to go down that road because it's. 
<laughs> it's a rabbit hole. Yep. That one? Okay. What, what's the line between an opinion and a lie? Well, I, I've been to a course which told me that all opinions are lies. Oh, really? They're lies that you tell yourself. So if you've got an opinion, it's a lie. Yeah, Jeepers. and I was like, that's a bit confronting. <laughs> that is a very confronting. <laughs> that was a bit confronting. Um, but, yeah, like, well, that's a good good question. What is? So I would say that a lie, I know I, I find humans a bit funny. So, you know, a lie is something you sort of hide when you're afraid of something. Yeah. So when I... When I know when mm. someone's like, um, I'm just trying to think, someone says to me, oh, how's, how's business going? How, how are you going? And, you know, you might have lost money that week or something. Oh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> you know, that you, you could say that's a lie because it's not going good, but I don't know how to say it and I don't know how to talk about it. So right now I'm confronted by having to, you know, kind of survive something. So I'm going to, like, say it's good. Mm. So that's a lie. Mm. Yeah. Now you have no idea what to say. <laughs> no, well, I do. I'm just trying to think about it. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's an interest. It's interesting. It's interesting. Where do you, where do you draw the line between a good opinion and a bad one? Well, I think everyone's hiding stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Which means everyone's lying. Oh yeah, I said it. Yep. Well, that's why we're the authentic professionals, aren't we? Because we tell everyone that we're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. No, we do. We know. We know exactly what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. We're, very, um, we're, very we're very. We're very professional. Yeah. We've Is got that an it all opinion handled. or a fact that we're professionals. Authentic opinionists. <laughs> <laughs> well, with what I just said, you guys started thinking. You actually look like deers in headlights. Then, I, whatever I just said about lying and hiding. Yeah, it was just super confronting. You just went like this. Yeah. You both went. Because people, you draw. For me, I draw the line that? between an opinion and a lie, as. Something lie would be something to gain something uh, like a. It would there would be an a, there's an opinion about whether that was used. My son was called used about power for good. He says I don't care what you do, but he just wants he wants me to make sure that I always use my power for good. That's uh, I think that's a great place to come from because mm-hmm. we are freaking powerful, hmm. and if we're not using our power our power to make a difference in a way that impacts positively on people, hmm. then we probably are using it negatively. Either on ourselves or others, like mm. using it to call ourselves a loser or using it to bring down or take a family out by making sure every my opinion about my Uncle John is now everyone's opinion about Uncle John. Mm. Yeah. I definitely agree that's that is using power negatively. Yeah. And we are freaking powerful beings. Mm. I just got really deep then. Sorry, everyone. No, it's all good. Sorry, mum just called. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Just as I talked about, Uncle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm getting deep. Did okay. we talk about values and beliefs? Did we talk about that? Didn't you put that up on the board? Sort of. I mean, the whole thing is how do you distinguish between a fact and opinion? So what does values and beliefs, how does that work? How does that come in? My, in my view, mm. in my view, they're the same in that – for me, my opinions, values, and beliefs stop here. They don't go any. They're not someone else's. Like it's just like what I do. Like for instance, when I get frustrated in traffic, I'm frustrated. It's got nothing to do with them. It's the filter. It's the filtering system that creates your opinions. For me, it's it's responsibility. This is my stuff, mm. and I want to be interested in what's up um, in um, in other people's 
their stuff. I'm interested in that. Mm. But that, there's no there's no like magical umbilical cord between the two of us where my opinions just become theirs. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I get where you're coming from around being interested in them, but I suppose when we talk about opinions, values and beliefs are filtered. They, they create the opinion, would you say? I'm not going to have an opinion on someone else's values and opinions and beliefs. I, I, not, I don't go near beliefs. I, 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 so now I, I want to say this. Whether you do or you don't, mm-hmm. your brain will. Oh, Whether but, you choose to voice it, that's exactly your I'm brain not to. is going to have that's an the opinion part. on everything. Oh, yeah. It goes off at a million mile an hour all the time. And I would say the difference is some people have got that they have one, are able to like hold it in. <laughs> I think it's just training. It's like riding a bike. You, yeah, it's you know, training. I, you know, we have, this has gone off. <laughs> so um, why haven't you completed that report? Because I threw up on my computer and it blew up. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And what's true. the difference between a lion and a mission, says Kel? And a what? Um, and an omission. Mm. No, this is this is what I mean. Everyone's what's like. What's an omission? I don't even know what, it, what is. What does that word mission mean? Mission is this. This is what I think the difference is. A lie is how many girlfriend? How many people have you? I don't know. How many people have you dated? A lie is I know I've dated five, but I'm going to say ten to look better. And an omission would be how many people have you dated? I don't want to answer this question. Because I'm going to look bad. So I'm just going to say, what's for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> like a deflection. A deflection. Isn't the outcome the same? Either way, this is what I'm talking about. Either way, this is what we do to hide and not um, be seen. This is what <laughs> yeah. we do. Like I, I would say if we're going to distinguish between facts and opinions, when we think in facts, we're thinking in being seen. Mm. We're thinking you know, this is actually all that's going on and I'll be seen. Mm. When we think in opinions, we're hiding something about ourselves Mm. or hiding something or not even knowing there's stuff that's going on with us. Mm. Yeah, and I know that when I'm I'm like, you know, even in today's car ride when I gave you my download of my mental analysis over the last um, five weeks, uh, you know, what I'm hiding is I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't know how to get all the clarity that I need right now for everything to work it out. Um, and so there's, there's like this comfort in the analysis and the opinion and the strategy that I can hold on to that gives me comfort. Mm. But actually yeah. when, it, when it comes down to it, it's like, well, that wasn't a lie or, a, or an omission. I wasn't like going, oh, I need to hide. I don't know what I'm doing. It's more like it gave me comfort having this analysis to back myself up. Mm. You guys are very quiet. No, oh, it's, it's, it's a deep it's, subject. It's a deep Is this deep? Okay. I've, 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 like, when does it? I've got to consider my answers, you know. <laughs> I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about the. Something that's coming through that I haven't quite processed fully, I'm just going to go for it, is when we go back to the values and beliefs part or opinions part and we think about the feeling that we feel when we're in a conversation. So for people that you know, listen to this or whatever and then they go, yeah, you know, I'm going to have some more conversations with other human beings about opinions. Well, the part that I feel like the, where the confronting part comes out is that, you know, these things or these beliefs or facts, let's just call them the same thing, they get – it's like 
if you start having these conversations, you, it's really, really difficult to start looking within and opening yourself up to your what you've believed your whole life might not actually be real. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I remember um, the, the, the classic one was uh, Sarah. We've been together 11 years now and um, I found out like three months after we started hanging out that she was a vegetarian. And I'm from New Zealand where like it's like meat country, right? Like I'd never ever heard of, I'd very barely, it didn't even not hit my radar that I knew what a vegetarian was. It was 11 years ago, so please take yourself back 11 years, right? It wasn't what it is now. And I was just like, my reaction to that was like, like I remember I had a couple of drinks now, but I had to sit on the couch and sit her down and go like, so what, what, what does that mean? Like, what is that? <laughs> like, do you eat like any kind of like, is it just on Sundays? Is it just like, is it whatever? Yeah. Because it literally was, it was this thing where I'm like, what, what do you mean you don't eat meat? Like it was such a, like such an experience for me that I was just like, I can't fathom that. And it was just really interesting. Like when we think about that belief system, like for me, it was like you always eat meat. Like it was, that, that, that was a fact Yeah. in my world. Yeah. yeah. So you, the way things are, so this is what you do. This is like anything that's really out there, like around sexuality, around gender, around any difference. It's like this is the way that you are. And in a way, um, someone said I'm being a chatterbox, so now I'm like all, all scared I'm talking too much. But in a, in a way it's like, well, maybe these opinions and hiding things actually come from this concern about being judged so heavily about things. That's why we hang out with all of our same people. Yeah. <laughs> like vegetarians hang out with, like, not so much anymore, but think back then. Vegetarians hang out with vegetarians, meat eaters hang out with meat eaters. Like it's not, it's not a mm. coincidence that we all hang out with people that, you know, I won't call you on my shit if you don't call me on mine. So you kind of create the group, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is a challenge now because our world has become so much more connected. Yeah. You know? So maybe it's about finding people you're safe to be factual with. Have your opinions as facts. You mean, yeah. you confirm, <laughs> confirm what is the fact that takes us back to this? Confirm stuff. your opinions as facts. I mean, I think it's there's a really good point you just brought up, Jess, that someone had an opinion that you're a chatterbox and you acted like it was real. I mean, that, she actually just said, Sorry, I meant I'm the chatterbox. <laughs> she wasn't talking about me. Well, we're just going to run with you. <laughs> oh but, my goodness. But it, I, it's, I it's, do, it's still a fact. It is still a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. Brooke is. and I agree, so it's real. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Actually, yeah. I don't want to tell my brain that too much because. I, what we're talking to here is a thing in the brain called autosuggestion. Mm -hmm. Actually is a fact. Mm -hmm. Well, they've studied it. They call it autosuggestion. And that is the messages that you tell yourself that are repeated to you a lot actually become real and manifest in reality. Yep. So if I say that I am that, then I will basically keep being that. Like it's yep. autosuggestion. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm – I am for my – it hit on exactly why I, you said I was being quiet because I like to be – responsible with my opinions mm. because I, I get the impact of, that my opinions could have on someone else and I don't want to have an opinion, an, an impact on someone that isn't empowering. I don't want it to come across and I want to be responsible for what I say that they don't, they're not impacted by an opinion of mine. Ooh, now we're getting into context. This is mm. interesting because you know what my opinion is of myself? Mm. Everything I say is empowering. <laughs> So I'm not concerned about what I say. Now, that's not to say that everyone doesn't get offended, mm. but I also have the view, I have a view of myself that if someone gets offended and impacted, I can 100% be responsible mm. for it. Mm. Own it and 
I will not leave or I will not be okay until it's complete and I've, I've dealt with it. Mm. So it's like that basis, I fully trust myself. So I'm free to talk, free to be, free to act. Yep. So that's, again, mm. that's not the truth. Mm. It's not a fact. No. It's an opinion mm. that I say enough to myself that it manifests in reality. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, maybe, mm. you know, sometimes. <laughs> I was just thinking, we've had some pretty big arguments. Yeah, it's been a few times where I'm like, oh, I'm not sure it's empowering. I'm just not sure. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be challenged on that. <laughs> you know, and that's the great thing about it, though, is, is that in that moment when you were that way, I just get that it's your opinion and your experience in that moment. And there's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, that's one of the great things about this, this group that we've created is that when you're up to stuff, there is a clash. And it, it always, there's always going to be, always. you know, there's stuff comes up for people, you know, whatever it is. And when, <laughs> I, now that, that having this, having had this training and done this work, we don't, it doesn't stay for very long. We just get that there was something there, it was just an opinion, it wasn't real and I don't need to take it personally. And the amount of stuff when I was younger where someone would say one thing and I would take it like it was real. Like if someone said something that was sort of mean, it really had an impact on me when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you so I'm just thinking right how do you how do you give people listening to this some sort of cuz it is a confusing world. Mm. And when I think of the thing that made the most difference actually trying to determine whether something was fact or opinion it, it what we're distinguishing here is that they're kind of they're rolled into one. You don't really know someone's world is their fact regardless mm. of whether it's my opinion or not. It is their fact, it is their world. But Trying to distinguish through it and trying to actually make sense of it all and knowing what to do, my six-year-old is trying to discover that right now. Mm. I know I am. I know people are. So mm. what do we say? How, how do you – you got freedom mm. by creating a context for yourself or creating like an opinion for yourself mm. that I'm going to get curious and play this game called getting interested in their opinions. Yep. And that empowers me mm. and I, so I do that now. So what, do you, what would you say to people wanting to know something about this? Like what would you say how to do that? You mean the game well, after distinguishing and playing that game first of all? Well, how that's what you did. Yeah. So how, how could you, you know, kind of make that easy to access for others? How, what did you do to do that? What did I do? Do you mean the, what work did I do? Just anything. Like how did you get to that? How do you just stop one day being annoyed in traffic? How do you just go... That's not, That's okay. They can have that opinion. I look for why I would go to the trouble of doing it. I mean, for me, yeah. one of the things that I'd run into and I think that it, I'd love to meet someone who hasn't had this experience. There's someone in their life that's very, very opinionated and I remember when, I, when, when someone threw this up for me and, and when, I, when, I've got, when you've got someone who's really forces their opinions on you and, um, you know, you know and pe- some people can be quite extreme, at, you know, in their behaviour, you know, the... the People threaten people about their opinions and things like that. I just remember thinking I couldn't stand that. Like it was, there was a huge impact of being that way. I did not want to be that way. But mm-hmm. most, yeah, just as importantly, if I'm curious about why they're so strong in their opinion and I get, in, I get curious with that, they might actually start to soften up a little bit. They might discover that some of their stuff, I'm not going to tell them, but some of their stuff isn't, they don't need to be so... Uh, forceful with their opinions and they mm. might actually get something for themselves um, and why they are the way they are. Why do they need to 
be so forceful with their opinions. Gotcha. That's what was there for me, that empowering, making a difference, you know, being getting results in my life, like fact results. So what you're saying is you at some point got really connected to the impact of needing to voice your opinion over listening. Oh, 100%. And you were, you saw the the huge impact, not positive, like negative, oh, yeah. people not being listened to, not being heard, not being seen. Mm. And so at some point you just stopped doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's well, confronting. Well, not all the time. No, so. no, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> I'm still practising <laughs> and are. I'll be practising for the rest of my life. Because we, like you said, we are machine. We just literally make this stuff up on it. It's almost like it, we can't help ourselves. You know, it's funny, you guys. If you had seen some of the conversations that Nathan and I have had recently, you would you would be like, "Do you guys need to watch this podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> but I get what yep. you're saying. I totally get. And I I think the the beauty of our relationship, though, Nathan, is that both of us go away and go, "Okay, all right, we blow the whistle, take five. We need to go look at something here. We don't keep trying to be right. Oh, and no. our intention is that both of us are, you know, very passionately um, committed to what we're doing mm. and we have different views Yeah. and that ultimately the only thing that matters is we resolve it with each other. Well, what was interesting is the last one we had was quite heated and then when we actually got together and got it sorted, we were arguing about the same damn thing. Yep. Yeah, that was crazy. Like it was it was so silly that I was we telling were... you that you weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it was it was just and how many times does that often happen that you're talking with someone coming from two different perspectives, but you actually the outcome you want both wants exactly the same. You're just coming from two different yeah, perspectives. We were. Yeah, that's it. And it takes someone to be the person that doesn't need to be heard. Mm. It just takes that. Yep. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how much I have tried it to be any other way and how much I try to get my point across in different ways and in more articulate and profound words, actually the thing that matters is listening. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the key to... Well, I think that's the greatest thing of the whole piece though. That was my biggest takeaway was that 24 hours when you're in a team of people that are willing to look at themselves, 24 hours is a long time yeah. between drinks, you know. Like what were you guys were able to create within 24 hours of coming back the next day? Yeah. It was like. It's like it didn't happen. Uh, I remember probably like preparing for Saturday going like, here we go. And then you both turned up and it was like, it was just amazing. Yeah. It's like, oh, they've been to the chapel. They <laughs> 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 got married. Yeah, we're do. good. We do love each other. Yeah. I'm with parent again. But that's what happens. Yeah. 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 Um, what do we we want to say? Because we've got like three minutes. We're going to actually attempt to, to get this done in um, for 45 minutes now. I think I think you, you were just asking around what this is like. Nathan's done a lot of work around this, so I completely get it. But I think it, the, the two pieces that I can give on this is through someone that is practicing it um, is it takes courage. It takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. because it is quite confronting. And to really open yourself up, you know, they, we we read these things all over the internet about being open-minded and all this, you know, and we, we probably all post it on there, but are we actually open-minded? So, you know, open-minded to me is actually being open to having your facts or beliefs that are so deep-seated within you be tested and tried and actually have the ability to open yourself to them. doesn't mean you have to buy into them, but open yourself to them and actually take you to a place of self-reflection to actually discover 
what you want to take on and what you want to leave behind. Mm. And, you know, that does take a lot of courage because, and it is quite confronting. Absolutely. Because um, these things that you've held on to that actually exist in your life um, are being tested, especially in like, you know, cultural ones as well, like cultural differences and all that. Like, it's huge. Like, anyone that moves country or anything like that, I think it's amazing what those humans do. Mm. Mm. And I will add that for me it's if you can become someone and train yourself to be someone that looks at your own views and looks at your own facts that you call facts because we pretty much distinguished tonight that facts and opinions are kind of all rolled into one and none of them are real. But if you if you can at least be courageous enough to look at what you are thinking is a fact you are thinking is the the opinion that is right and share it as one possible view yep as opposed to the truth so this is the truth this is the truth this is right this is right take that away and actually be like no this is what i think is the truth this is one possible view of the world this yep. is my opinion i think that that is a very freeing way to be, and you'll get you'll get power from it, and it will kind of, I think, so will others. Oh, they do. I think that's sorry. <laughs> that that is one of the main reasons that I do it. I just I love being able to qualify that it's my opinion. Mm. Like you know, how I said before, you know, I am mindful of what you talked about. What, what did you call it? Auto suggestion or something like that. Auto suggestion. Yeah. yeah. That that's I think that's super powerful. But it's my opinion. They get, there's so much power in a conversation that way. Yeah, it's mine and Napoleon Hills. It's not just mine. But <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's scientists as well. No, I mean like my opinion when I say something, it's mine. It's no one else's. Yeah. It's just my thing. Yeah, and I, I think also just to be clear that you repeat something enough to someone over and over and over and over and over, particularly kids or even friends, people are going to start believing it. Oh, Yeah. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins started out selling cassette tapes. They used to listen to with the headphones on at night. Like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I had said that is. I, you say it over enough to a kid, and they just take. I mean, like I said, you know, someone says something mean to you in the playground. All of a sudden, it's like it's real. Mm. I, and it yeah. and it's hugely impactful. And that, that's just a kid in the playground. That's not the parents. You know, well, we do it too. Like adults do it as well. I mean, that's why we talk about why it matters so much about your friend circle mm. because. The conversations that you're around all the time that keep repeating, you sort of become yep. them. Oh, like yeah. They become you as well. Yeah. So these facts and opinions, they are, they're almost like they're your reality. Oh, yeah. 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 They're, the, they're the meaning of life. The meaning of life is the meaning you give it. Yeah, well, we are so deep. This yeah. is There's so, so much good. magic in being able to provide your opinion without putting it on someone. You know? I think so, yeah. Absolutely. Like that, that's really where the power is. Like don't necessarily keep it to yourself but – the skill is in actually being able to create awareness for other people but allowing them to choose what they take on, mm. I think. Like Jeff, in the last uh, Authentic Professionals, we've mentioned this a couple of times, Jeffrey Slater, like that man, like you sit with him and it's just completely like, it's like complete silence, there's nothing there. And I find it really confronting and uncomfortable because it's like there's just this big space because he doesn't really have any opinion or belief that he puts on you. You know, mm. like even just with his way of being, I find it really confronting because it's like he just says hello, and you're like, hey, 
Like, it, like honestly, I've experienced it a few times now and I'm just like, man, it's like he's just so vacant, you know. But like, it's it's like it's it's not vacant per se. It's it's like you said, he's he creates he provides the space for yeah. you to be however you want to be. It's quite phenomenal, really. Yeah. We we've sort of spoken about it a couple of times through the week. But yeah. Oh, he's I, a phenomenal I'm, human being. Yeah. Well, stuff I, he can I know that phenomenal. I know that experience. I remember sitting with um I did a course and there was a guy they call a forum leader and he 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 was like he just didn't speak. It was the same thing. And I drove him home and I was like <laughs> It's so hard being next to someone that doesn't yep. speak, but he was so comfortable with it. Mm. Yep. And yeah, but I just remember that experience of needing to fill the space and not knowing what to say. And the whole time I was in my head going, oh my God, he's not speaking. It was, it was super confronting. Cody McAuliffe's like that as well, for anyone that knows Cody McAuliffe. Mm. Oh, had some uncomfortable drives home with that bloke, but he's cool with it. Yeah. Um, talking about phenomenal human beings, we've got a pretty phenomenal human being tomorrow night coming oh, yes. along as a speaker. Uh, to Authentic Professionals 4.0, the live event. Yes. Uh, we've got Krista Tia. Krista Tia is a phenomenal human being. We're really excited to have her. Uh, Specialises in high performance, scaling businesses online. And, yeah, she's epic. Yes, For, for she me, is. she's she's the embodied version of what it looks and what it takes to be whatever it looks to be authentic, I suppose, authenticity. Yeah. And, yeah, so she's going to be at Authentic Professionals at Queensland Theatre tomorrow night, 6.15. Uh, we will put a link in here as well so that you can access that. Please grab your tickets. Um, and we're going to push this podcast out. So We've got some huge news tomorrow night to drop too. We've got some huge news. So uh, Boom. make sure you get to the live event because it's going to be massive. It is. It is. And we'd love you to be there in person so we can drop it with you so you get to experience uh, what it looks like and Real life and what it really takes to create what we're creating with authentic professionals. Human connection. Not just as the four of us but as a community. Like um, where you can have discussions, not arguments. Where you can get curious and not have to be right. Where you can be your complete self. Bring your inquisitive mind. That sounds fun. Can I get a ticket to that? <laughs> <laughs> you sure can. Thanks. Boom. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more tangible actions to access what it looks like to live and lead authentically, please go to our website, www.theauthenticprofessional.org. And also look out for our networking events where networking is the result of human connection.